0: Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the best and easiest way I've found to start a new podcast. Everything is right there. At Anchor, I can not only record my podcast, I can add music, I can add sounds, and much more. Also, I can trim and crop my podcast as well, all in one place, right there on my iPhone or computer. On Anchor, as a host, you can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Everything is in one place. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Best part of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alright, so first thing is, is, Tom, are you able to hear me now? Absolutely. All right. So, uh, guys, welcome uh, once again. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, Red Pill Podcast. The reason why I asked Tom that, folks, is uh, we actually started the segment. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was messing around with these uh, new headphones and kind of screwed it up. So we're going to have to start over. But anyways, uh, welcome to the Red Pill Podcast, everyone. I do have a special guest today, uh, Tom uh, Gondek. Did I get that right? You got it all All right uh he's joining us today he's got some very interesting stuff uh and i hate to ask him to repeat this but uh i think we got to get the message out there at least from what i'm hearing so far uh once again guys i know that uh uh (laughs) let me repeat myself a little bit i know it's been a rough week i know all over america and several different states uh we've had some bad weather um but hopefully uh we can shed some light wake a few of you up that aren't awake yet and uh you know, get on with it. So, uh, Tom, if you don't mind, uh, once again, if you could go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and maybe give a little bit of your background and what you'll be speaking about today, it'd be great.
1: Thanks for having me again. I'm glad the uh, whole thing worked out. Um, yeah, I won't. So I, my- I
0: won't touch this button again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. So, um, my name is Tom Gondek, and I went to a Pentecostal Apostolic Church. Um, in Wisconsin, from 1995 until 2003. Um, style the church was something where, if you're looking for religion, and but it ended up becoming so much more, um, and all-encompassing in all various aspects of life. Um, that I'll I'll never ever forget what happened. Um, I was. I believe I was the age of when we first started attending the church as a family. Um, We didn't really get all the way in until about 1995. So it was definitely in my uh, impressionable age, we'll say 12 to about 17.
0: Yeah. uh, I noticed when, uh, when I first uh, heard you speak about this, uh, that you uh, that you actually, it affected you so much that you're actually working on a documentary. Is that true?
1: Absolutely. So um, the experience that I had there, the good and the bad, if other people felt that same way and maybe their experience was different, maybe their experience was more, um, but I wanted to know. So last year I set out on a mission to other people's opinions and their stories and in doing so um i have come across stories of the full purpose of church you know you found that wholesome religion that family so much more than your own blood relatives anyways um and it's a, a complete lifestyle whereas on the other hand um in front of me i'm looking um court case for second-degree child, um, same address, phone number as the church. Um, and kind of everything in between. decided to go off again and interview people. I ended up finding 36 different voices, 36 different experiences um, outside of what I just mentioned. And out of all of the people I've talked to, probably about four of them, had something positive to say maybe five the rest are all stories of bigotry hatred corporal punishment bullying um an environment where if it's not the popular kids then it's fair game for even teachers to mess with you so it was documentary time and i'm currently in the works i'm still producing it but hopefully soon
0: yeah, absolutely, and uh, anything that this podcast can do to help uh, get that word out when once your documentary is ready to go, uh, we definitely will. Um, so, just let's backtrack just a little bit uh, before we get into some of these interviews. Um, what is the uh, Presbyterian? What what is their the church that you speak of? And I think you called it Parkview. Um, what is their actual belief like? What's their what's their belief system like?
1: So. Parkway Apostolic of it it's, it's in oak creek wisconsin um this particular church's religious identity um i assume that a lot of your listeners are faith based or at least know of it
0: they are uh huh
1: all right so um the statement of faith would best categorize it as pentecostal apostolic so baptism by submersion in water evidence of receiving the gift of the holy tongues by evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, They also have a holiness standard inward and out. So women, for example, you're not allowed to cut your hair. You're not allowed to wear anything adornment-wise rather than your ring and a minor necklace. Um, There were no crotch-based garments allowed so women couldn't wear anything pant related um men had to be well kept at all times clean shaven hair couldn't touch ears um definitely no logo shirts whatsoever no no watching television you can't go to the movies like there is a whole lot to what being pentecostal apostolic really was
0: Wow. So I am, as we mentioned on our conversation earlier today, um, uh, uh, the uh, denomination that I, that I belong to is uh, called Old Rager Baptist. And uh, it's well known here in Kentucky and Ohio and Michigan. And uh, uh, we're known to be pretty strict. I mean, we do have a dress code, but some of the things that you mentioned about the uh, logo shirts and the, the, uh, to, some of the things are wow i've never heard of that before you know what i mean so um i thought we were kind of strict <laughs> but uh yeah wow
1: yeah uh, this was the kind of place where it really truly mattered um what you demonstrated as well as what you believed and um what you practice as far as that belief goes um those who don't know pentecostal apostolic um a lot of their religion and their guidelines are based Um primarily thirty eight. Um they also go into basically the statement of faith. Uh first and foremost, we believe the whole Bible to be the inspired and infallible word of God. Second Peter one twenty twenty-one. Um one God things infinitely perfect and who has manifested himself as the Son in redemption, Holy Spirit in regeneration, First Timothy 3.16. Uh, the next one is, we believe the principles of the doctrine of Christ to be repentance from dead works, water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost according to Acts 2.38. Uh, we believe in the laying of hands, the resurrection of dead, both of the just and unjust and eternal judgment. Hebrews six one through three. Um, that's just a few of them to kind of give you an idea.
0: A, that's uh you know, I, I know Acts um very well. Um uh, I guess I guess my next question would be like what what kind because there's so many different Bibles out there, uh, can you recall which which uh, Bible the that that church used?
1: So, I believe it was primarily the King James version.
0: okay, okay, so that's the same one we use. Um, but we but I have seen many churches use that and you know sometimes misinterpret uh, things on there. So you mentioned that um about the children uh, about being popular and unpopular and so forth, how many students would you say uh, attended uh, that church or school uh, when you were going there?
1: Okay to kind of give you an idea this isn't just like your church off the side of the road you know with you know uh, a decently sized um you know worship area so on so forth like this was a complex um the church itself could hold up to 1800 people uh was their max capacity for seating um this church there was a giant foyer area um you'd walk through the double doors you'd see uh right and then a coat room and a little bookstore to your left and then a hallway that would connect to the rest um there's this plate glass on your right um right in the center inside of the foyer still there was a uh a desk for the ushers um behind that plate glass though was a descending walkway with Tons of pews. I want to say one, two, three, four, five different sections on the lower level that you could pick from in an auditorium-based setting. And then there was the balcony that uh, was on three of the four sides of the church. Behind the pulpit, um, which was on a big platform because they had live band worship, Um, a lot of the worship was expression. So you saw people running up and down, getting into the word of God, uh, waving their hands, dancing, uh, doing all kinds of worship. Especially when you have like, you know, saxophone, drums, uh, singers, like they really put on a production. So picture it kind of like a mega church, even though it's not, Big enough for a mega church. I, I still think it was a lot of people. And man, I'll tell you, Sunday mornings, that place was rocking. You could feel it in the parking lot. Just the music and the in the worship part of it. So it was pretty awesome. Um so at the time we entered, it was about pretty close to eighteen hundred people. Hard to find parking and stuff like that. Um out of those eighteen hundred people, the answer to your question is there was about 300 students from K-4 through 12th grade in the private school part of it.
0: Wow, that's a a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's definitely a a bigger, uh, I guess you could say, church than the ones that uh, I'm used to. So, Um, wow. Okay, and uh, so is this this church, uh, Parkview are they organized? Like, are they all over, um, uh, like are they incorporated? Do they have, uh, different locations or? So when
1: it comes to Parkway, um, they are part of the UPC, which is the United Pentecostal church. Um, they have members all over the world and all over the country, of course. Um, I believe now it's been reformed into the UPCI because I believe international is a part of it. So, um, they're, they're pretty expansive as far as that goes. Um, but that's just on the Pentecostal side. They use the apostolic side more as like the lifestyle choices and what you can and can't do.
0: Gotcha. So, um, let's go ahead and, uh, let's let's so you let's get into your personal experience first i think uh everybody would like to know um when you're you and your family you said you were there for several years what was the reason for uh uh leaving tom if you don't mind me asking
1: sure so that the reason why we left is the story in itself right like some people say it's the destination this time it's the adventure um When I first heard about Parkway, it was introduced to my parents. And a friend of my mother's um, ended up bringing her into the church. Um, My mom loved it for a while. My dad was against it. Um, Eventually my dad sat down with the pastor of the church at the time um, and they had a Bible study. They quickly developed into a friendship actually uh, my father and that particular pastor used to uh, do all kinds of stuff. They uh, organized and assembled the original men's breakfast, um, which is a pretty uh, United States-wide program, maybe even international now at this point. Um, so they started to go to the church. And, of course, when you're, both of your parents go, staying home was no longer an option on Sunday. We weren't raised religious right so uh, it was different so church like I described earlier, something to see you could probably fit want to say three to four hundred cars in that parking lot there was two of them um, the complex was the school that the church had provided and staffed for members and non-members to attend. So it was, it was a very big sight to see. So when you first walk in and you feel, it, it's pretty awesome. And there's other kids. So what a perfect opportunity, you know, thinking about it. Now it's like, cool, here's a wholesome community. They seem to be loving, caring, you know, genuine people like what's really give this a shot. So, um, about two years in, mm-hmm. they brought up the idea of maybe even putting us kids in their school, um, because it was that kind of So it
0: sounds pretty wholesome at first.
1: Yeah. So the, the fun part about it is um, when you go to the school, there's a bunch of things you have to do first. Um, Do a statement of faith straight out of the handbook that I have from Parkway Christian Academy uh, dated 98, 99. Um, This was my very first year in that school. So um, there are different rules and several pages in this book. Let me see here. There is, sorry, bear with me. Thirty pages to this book. Wow! And in this book, um, it tells you what the policies and admissions are. Um, what the Cost. So, for example, if you were a family of four. Um, students attending you would pay 400 for tuition you would get 4,800 for credit to your tithing which they definitely kept track of and then uh, the tuition for supporting was another $3,600 so they had their system pretty nominal I feel um their uh their dress code and uniform standards were pretty too.
0: It sounds expensive.
1: Yeah. And with that expense, I mean, I don't know what private schools go for, but now that I know what it costs, it makes me wonder if that's like a uniform cost, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. But going into this, um, The dress code uniform standards for 98 99 for boys uh uh, grades k through 12. uniform consists of navy blue and wear slacks no corduroys or jeans uh dress tough skins are acceptable um which i think those were like sport shirts or whatever Uh, a plain white or light blue dress oxford cloth shirt with short or long sleeves regular or button-down collar, and a navy blue tie. Ties are to be purchased through the school office. Um, sturdy, plain, black, brown, or navy blue shoes are required. No tennis shoes are allowed. Plain, black, sport shoes without emblems will be allowed. So if your shoes had like a Nike logo or something, they, you couldn't wear those. Um, shoes that leave black marks on the floor will not be allowed. Work boots or cowboy boots will not be allowed. Tennis shoes for boys are allowed only during physical education classes. Wow. How far off is this so far from like the, the religion that you are a part of?
0: Uh, pretty far. It's uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, first of all, we don't have like a, a school or anything, but, uh, Shoo, wow, yeah, um, not uh, not heard about a lot of that, Tom. Yeah, uh, go so, ahead, didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: No, you're good, man. Um, for the girls, now they had more standards to go through. Um, uh, they had uh, K through third, third, um, uniform consists of red, white plaid jumper from uniform place or sunrise clothiers with plain red or white round collar blouse. Students may wear ties or tights in plain colors of red, white, or navy blue with no pattern. Grades 4 through 12, um, navy blue and red plaid pleated in the same plaid and a red or white plain collar blouse. Turtlenecks will not be allowed. Girls may may wear navy blue, white or red button pull down, sweater or sweater vest to complement their uniforms. Must be V-neck. Nylons are allowed in grade seven through 12 only, no pattern. Um, Sturdy plain black or brown navy shoes are required. No sandals, open toes, work boots, uh, or tennis shoes are allowed. You can only wear tennis shoes for gym. Boys have to have their hair cut to a proper length. As not allow hair on the eyebrows, over ears, or on shirt collars. No mustaches or beards are allowed. Young men should be clean shaven. Sideburns can come to the top of the earlobe or shorter. No V cuts, worldly or extravagant hairstyles will, will be allowed. Hair must be tapered evenly on the sides. No shelf cuts. Students with acceptable haircuts—I'm sorry—students with unacceptable haircuts will not be allowed to return to school until it is acceptable. So, their uniform policy wasn't messing around,
0: right? <laughs> they were—they were, yeah—they were, uh, yeah, were strict. I, I've never heard of a, um, a, re- a religion or school even uh, that strict on the kids. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, Uh, Sorry, I'm not saying much. I'm just I'm kind of amazed. Uh, Wow.
1: So here's a fun one for you. Students may not wear jewelry of any kind. Jewelry will be confiscated by the principal and returned to the parents at their request.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay.
1: so I kind of drew on and I read all of that on purpose to kind of give you an idea of like how critical the situation was. So. Obviously, there's the dress code, a certain place you'd have to buy the specific dress code from, and there is nothing to be seen of, you know, extravagant hairstyles. So maybe you like to spike your hair, or maybe you like to do like, you know, double ponytails or, you know, something different. No, you cannot. Usually it was, or straight down your back. There wasn't ponytails allowed either kind of kind of messed up so if you were out of uniform for this um it don if you were one of the popular kids see any system has a cast to it you're always going to have your lessers you're always going to have your superiors and then you're going to have the rule makers like no matter what and going that's based on you know wholesome values and togetherness um, basically meant if you weren't one of the popular kids, um, typically you were to crack it, or you were sent home for the day. Even paying tuition and whatever, but <laughs> you can go home for the day. So um, other students like myself, I didn't have a great time at Parkway. I didn't really fit in. Um, it wasn't something that was good as far as like social and peer interaction. Um, so a lot of the times they would lock me and I shit you not in a supply closet, like a little like four by eight room with no windows. Um, they used it for wait, like computer part storage.
0: Wait, wait a minute, Tom. Who who would lock you in there? The school. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> Yeah, like, you would be assigned that by the principal, typically. Wow. Yep, but th- that's for, like, the kids like me who weren't, you know, popular, the parents weren't pillars of the church. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that whole caste system, um, I was on the lower end of it. So money? Money, uh, what kind of position you had in the church was a lot to do with it um they offered a lot of platform ministries so you could be a singer you could be a speaker you could be a camera operator um they had like actual uh recording studio quality st- cameras in the balcony recording the church services
0: wow okay um i i i still <laughs> i I'm still trying to wrap my head around the uh the whole broom closet uh ordeal wow okay um, so
1: that that particular storage room um like I said it was reserved for like the troublemakers um and the less popular kids and you would literally at least i did i've spent like literal whole days. Inside of this room, I wasn't allowed to uh, eat lunch with my peers or see anyone. So from 8.30 to 4 o'clock, I was in the room all the time. And it had a light and a desk, but, you know, that was pretty much it.
0: Now, were you in there by yourself or other students in there with you? or
1: There was only enough room for one person at a time. And wow. that was the only one. Um, too. So let's say there was a couple kids acting up on the same day. Uh, one would have to go and sit on the bench outside of the principal's office. Um, which, you know, it's just a wooden bench. One of my friends, <laughs> he, uh, he was one of the troublemakers too there. And he actually notched on the bench every time he sat there while he attended Parkway. And I believe his number was about 238. A lot of, a lot of time spent on the
0: bench. <laughs> well, wow. Um, when you say troublemakers, what's that mean?
1: So the student regulations kind of applied to everybody, right? Um. Re- um so I can answer your question. There will be no gum chewing on church or school property. Uh, running and playing indoors will not be allowed except in the gym. Under no circumstances are president or leave school grounds without written permission from the parents and approval from the principal. Um, you cannot congregate cars during your lunch. Um the following will not be tolerated lack of attention during devotions chapel in class and follow instruction laziness complaining pouting interrupting calling or rudeness okay any other action unbecoming of a christian will result in commensurate that's rule number 11 in the student regulations now i'm happen to know what commensurate punishment is
0: uh no uh i've heard of capital punishment but not commensurate no
1: (laughs) right so it's like what kind is it you have to make up (laughs) (laughs)
0: um gee almighty yeah so um real quick uh did you uh mention the like the broom closet and what they were doing to you to your parents or Anyone else at that time? Or yes. You...
1: Okay. So, the the answer to your question is yes. Other people were uh, sub subject to Different closet, and they knew it was. But when you're institutionalized, and your whole family's indoctrinated by a certain religion or event, um, they come to see the reason why the school had to, you know, go out of their way and give me the extra attention of putting me into this room um, instead of just having a conducive study day. So there wasn't any real sides to pick because I believe they had their blinders on.
0: You know, Tom, you, you you're, you're really, uh, it sounds more like a cult than a church, at least to me, you know, an outsider. So,
1: so the difference between a cult and a church I think, is when you're in a any kind of religion or belief system and there's plain black and white that basically justifies and guides you to act accordingly. Um, a friend of mine, he, uh, he recently got into a podcast called Taboo Faith. And he comes from the same church, um, the same kind of upbringing. He was Pentecostal his entire life. Um and basically he started going and interviewing people too, talking about these things you can't talk about inside of church, right? So he brought up the idea of hell being eternal. And he had found out that um the word eternal as translated doesn't mean what we believe it to mean. Um, there is no eternal punishment. It's only for a time. So if you're, if you go to hell, it's for a season, not for like all of the rest of time and whatnot. Now, I don't know much about that particular thing that he's talking about. Cause I didn't look into it myself, but he took it to a, uh, a pastor or the head pastor of that church. Um, and said, Hey, I found this in the Bible. Here's this translation. You know, what can we, like, can you help me understand this? And the guy said, you know, he tried to downplay it and like, no, that's not the right translation. This, that, and the other thing, but it was historically accurate. There was no disputing it. And the conversation ended with him saying, this is the pastor now that he's more than welcome to stay there but he doesn't want anyone else to hear about what he's talking about because it's a dangerous thing to enter into a belief system. So that's a little bit of an extreme example, but if you were to act outside of the rules that I've kind of laid in front of you and you went to the movie theater or let's say okay. you wanted to go catch a tan at the tanning booth or, um, Maybe you wanted to go to uh summer fest and catch a few bands. Like those are things that'll get you kicked out of the church. Like hands down.
0: I mean, they just, they just.
1: No, <laughs> I mean, they would be nice though. Right. <laughs> but no, they, they, they kick you up pretty quick. Um, let's say you want to say Shoot or dang, uh, crap, those are considered swear words and they do result in a $25 fine that you have to pay the next day or you forfeit going to school for that day. Repeat violators got 50 bucks each time they said that or an actual swear word. Wow. Okay. Hmm.
0: Violators. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, are you, so what, I guess, all that broke the camel's back, like what, what actually made your parents, you know, maybe take those off or, or what have you and, and, you know, get you out of there and, and leave themselves?
1: So what they ended up coming to realize was that this was an environment that on the surface, kind of like I have demonstrated to um, everyone listening today, it was a very organized, tight ship. And if you're all in order in life, in personal, and in school slash church, you know, this is, this is the path to God because you're, you're walking the talk, so to speak. Um, but after a, a while and drugs entering into the school, uh certain things that would come in wouldn't ever make it to the public's ears even though we all went to the same place there's a lot of secrets um what what finally broke the camel's back is that my uh my parents weren't really feeling their marriage anymore and they wanted to separate um that was something that they had disclosed to the pastor in confidence um by the end of that week everyone in the church knew about it and people that you know were our friends we had uh things called cell groups where you'd go to different people's houses once a week uh you bring a dish to pass and they had like a little pamphlet from the church where it was like all right you sing songs for a little bit um and then you go into an icebreaker, which is like the topic question of the night. And then you go ahead and talk in a group, small group, um, about that particular topic. Uh, so these are people that have been coming over to our house for years, people we've had in our house. And, you know, I don't know about other cultures, but if I welcome you into my home, that's, you know, Hey, here's an invitation to my personal life. Um, it was gone all of a sudden everyone that we were friends with were gone all of a sudden I'm not allowed to go to birthday parties all of a sudden you know we're not noticed or greeted or anything when it comes to church so it was a, a complete shoulder turn simply for uh, a failed marriage and talking about it
0: I, I see okay so, uh, they had a uh, strong belief against divorce and what have you. Um, so, did they? Um, so, neither parent stayed, even though, you know, they were having issues?
1: No. So, like I made mention before, my father was really close friends with this particular pastor.
0: Right. Yeah. And after
1: that news was broke, um, that friendship no longer existed. We were literally outcasted by our own people and it was it was almost devastating to kind of go through that kind of rejection um just because like this is where you've put all of your stock this is where you've had all of this interaction and fellowship and you know it was it was tough but inside of the school things were pretty bad too um I just need to grab a drink of water here really quick. Give me a second.
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh take your time. Um yeah, so it it sounds like maybe um it almost sounds like uh being shunned like they call it in the Amish religion uh when they go outside of uh their beliefs and so forth or marry somebody outside of the Amish community.
1: Yeah, um they had basically taken that word shunned and went the maximum distance with it. So what happened inside of the school, outside of, um, you know, problems I had problems, my sister had, we were, we were constantly bullied. Right. Again, we weren't part of that popular crowd. So it was fair game for other students to, you know, not even just pick on, but straight up bully, um, other students. And of course this was mine and my sister's experience. Um, but I, I didn't know if anyone else went through that or not, um, until just last year. So that's kind of what, you know, broke that camel's back is we were, we were removed without being formally asked to leave.
0: Amazing. Wow. And so are you able to uh, talk about uh, some of your sister's experience? Because I was just curious if it was different when you say, you know, bullying. Was it different for the females than the males or, you know, so forth?
1: It it was. So um, my sister is younger than me and she had... um a medical procedure done that required her to wear those uh those boots that don't allow your ankle to flex. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I do so. I do. Yeah, actually. Uh-huh.
1: So she she had those on both of her legs. And obviously you're not going to walk traditionally. Um so she was constantly targeted for that. Uh teachers would pick on her um as far as like my sister had this one gift from my mother. It was a necklace and the teacher grabbed it and ripped it off of her. Instead of asking her for it, like literally grabbed it and pulled it off of her neck. Um, and this particular teacher just so happened to be like, you know, I sit in the first pew in the center of the church kind of person. Right. So it it wasn't a big deal to the administration when that happened, but it was varying instances of like that kind of uh, teacher abuse, as well as constantly getting picked on outside of those boots by your peers. Now it was open game for most students. Bullying was a rite of passage in Parkway. Um, I can recall, man, thousands of times where, Two students would go back and forth, trash talking each other, um, getting everyone to laugh, and the teacher would laugh along with it. You know, um, sometimes the teacher would even throw in jabs themselves. And these are people who attend the church as well as facilitate the educational environment inside of this church. Mind you, half of them maybe a little bit more didn't even have any kind of degree or teaching um, instruction that they went to college for. So it was, it was brutal, man. Like, wow. I, remember, I remember they used to call me Lafarge because my elbow, my elbows were kind of dry back then. And I was an active young man, so I had no problem getting dirty and playing outside. So my elbows were a little bit different of a pigmentation. And every single day I went there was Lafarge, Lafarge, mixing concrete with your elbows, you know. And it was, it was normal to go through a school day and hate yourself by the end of it.
0: But that's, <clears throat> that's, and you know, that's more like a, more or less like a private school uh you know public schools and bullying but it goes in it, it can be a school if the adults are uh, i mean that it's, uh, it's horrible it really is
1: well consider uh, this i i made mention that there was 300 students from K4 through 12th grade right the class I was in happened to be the biggest, the class of 2003. Um, <clears throat> we had 27 kids. I'm not sure what that number was at graduation. Cause I was expelled three times, but when I went there, we had about 27 kids. So those same peers that you're in every single class with, there is no different people coming in. And these are the same people that are terrorizing or being terrorized the entire day.
0: Wow. That's uh. so do you have, um, and, and if I'm jumping around and you still have more to talk about that, that's fine on that subject. I was just curious uh, on your interviews, you said uh, you, you had four or five that spoke positive. Um, and, and cause, cause we definitely don't want uh. The audience to think that I'm just going to, you know, lead you into questions talking negative about church. You did, you did hear some positive from a couple of people. Were those basically the same uh, type of positivities? Like, is there a common ground there between those four or five people, or uh, was it completely different?
1: So it it was remarkable towards the end of my interviewing process because I, like I said before, I have thirty. 34 or 36 interviews done, um, including the, the head pastor at the time, the main principal at the time, students, staff, faculty, um, out of 34, 36, only four of them were positive. And yeah, they sounded exactly the same. Parkway was an incredible place. Parkway was where, you know, people put their, their life and their passion into other people's kids and their upbringing. Um, this was like the best place to make friends. This was like the most wholesome environment. Everyone loved each other. Everyone got along. Um, And that was what they talked about as well as like when, when confronted with, you know, what if people had bad things to say or some of the events that I mentioned, which um, at this point in your podcast, I'm going to bring up some of those things in a little bit here, but be warned, some of these events are not um they're not oh, yeah. good.
0: Yeah, let me let me throw this disclosure out there because we talked about this earlier and uh where we had to restart and mumble jumble, uh, I kind of forgot. So guys, uh if you have children around you, uh, as we go forward in this podcast, uh anyone under the age of eighteen, you may want them to not hear this, put your headsets on or or, or leave the room or or, or something or pause it and come back later. Um, because, uh, there is some graphic details, uh, that Tom mentioned to me earlier that it needs to be said, uh, it needs to be gone into. So you get the full story, uh, of this place. Um, so there's that disclaimer. So if any kids in the room, I would, I would ask you to go ahead and, Uh, pause the podcast and come back to it or put your headset on or something uh so they don't hear it so yeah tom feel free sir go ahead
1: okay so when it comes to sex and sexuality inside of this particular religion church and school um there were definite hard no's and hard limits um Again, this was from 98, 99 till about 2003. And homosexuality at that time, from like the 90s, the 80s, like it used to be something where it's not as protected as it is now. Um, back then, people would om- openly bash homosexuals in very public uh, forums. Um, and the church was no different. If if you were any kind of alternative LGBTQ anything like that, you were done. Like you were not allowed to be at this church anymore, or or the school. Um, if you had premarital sexual intercourse, um, that was also highly frowned down upon. And it could result in you being removed from the school. Now, one of my classmates, she got pregnant at 16, um, obviously, while still in school. She was kicked out. Like, sorry, go finish your high school career somewhere else. Uh, Her parents, I believe they were uh, pretty wealthy financiers of the church as well. So her status didn't matter. Or at least her parents, they still kicked her out. Whereas a 15-year-old in a different class, got pregnant, and because of her parents' position as far as ministries go, she was asked to leave until she delivered her child. And then she could come back. So there was a hypocrisy to it. And it's all based on position and how much in the church you are. Um, I ended up doing these interviews, and some of the abuses I came across weren't just being locked in a broom closet <laughs> that's that's nothing um, some of these abuses included people of the church's employee um, even being prosecuted for second degree sexual assault
0: employees of the church
1: yes yep So what this one particular guy, he was the caretaker, the guy that cut the grass maintenance guy. Um, He was living in a house with, um, she, it was a woman who I'm not quite sure what happened to the husband, um, but she had a couple kids and he married into it. He was a white guy. This was an African-American family and kids um the the house was on the same complex so talking about the complex of parkway you had the the main church which was huge and the office building then you had the school in a separate building and then you had the pastor's big brand new house and the secondary house all on the same complex okay so yeah. this guy And that family lived in the house on the church's property, and obviously they were in it. I believe uh, there was platform ministry, kids attended the school, the whole works. Um, He was sexually abusing um, one of the kids the entire time. And when it was brought to the attention and people finally discovered it, I'm not quite sure who, or what events brought it to light, but when it was brought to light, the pastor said, We're gonna keep this under wraps. Like, I don't want you to go to the authorities, I don't want you to go um to the court, I don't want anything like that. We can handle this internally and we can kick him out of the church. And
0: and that was the solution. Like, how how in... man? No, no prosecution, like. Was the was the uh, pastor's advice like no law at all?
1: No, nope. Because you don't want to bring shame and take away from the message of salvation.
0: You've already got shame if that's going on in your under your watch. I'm sorry, you know. No.
1: When when you're the leader. I don't care if you're the leader of the Boy Scouts. I don't care if you're the leader of the Rocket Club. I don't care if you're the leader of, you know, the National Arts Institution. Like, leadership comes with protection. They're synonymous. Everyone that is with you, you owe them protection. You owe them a safe place. And now we're talking about a church.
0: Especially especially a pastor. Uh, He is... uh... That's supposed to be his flock, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's, he's supposed to be a shepherd, you know, a provider, a teacher, a, a protector, as you mentioned. I mean, uh, that amazes me. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So the
1: the mother ended up going to the courts anyways. Um,
0: Good for her. And
1: she, she prosecuted the sick bastard. I, I actually have the, the court paper in front of me here. Um, for the criminal case, he was found guilty. Absolutely. And I believe he's still sitting. Um, but what's what's funny about it is after she went to the authorities, all of a sudden, people started hearing what happened. People started hearing the atrocities that that poor family endured. And where would that come from if the pastor is the only other person who knew about that? Like there's, it's, it's mind blowing, just the shame of it. So then they were pushed out for it too. Mind you, the wow. the church itself, I'd say was about 70% white, uh, probably about 20% Hispanic or Latino. And then, you know, little smaller percents for like African American, Asian. So like the demographic was heavily on the, the rich white guy side of things. Um, and people of color of any kind of color, um, definitely had a hill to climb as far as being socially acceptable to everybody else without being called names behind
0: their back. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, is that the only, uh, like, is that, so I guess my question is, is that an isolated Incident, or did you find more uh uh man kids uh being abused in, in in that way in your in your uh research
1: this is the part where i'd love to say yes it was a one and done it was the terrible anomaly and it was just that one time it wasn't um hmm. Some of these interviews went into detail about their experience in that same fashion as well. Um, Knowing that even their friends, their family members were violated in that fashion. It was actually kind of a running theme for a little bit across these interviews. um, Different sexual abuses by either the staff or fellow students, um, including rape. Um, in the church's parking lot on a lunch break, which remember when I said one of the rules was you can't go in your cars during lunch. That's the reason that rule was written.
0: So different, different staff, like different staff members besides this one individual you were just talking about? Yes. Wow. Wow.
1: And also physical abuse um in the rules that you have to sign because like this book like i said has 30 pages to it now there's forms and things that you have to sign in order to even be entered into the school and church okay um rule number 3 on the signed document i further understand that we expect the school to exercise consistent bible discipline And that should it be necessary for our child or children to be disciplined with any form of corporal punishment, we may be asked to come to school and administer the school's recommended discipline. And that we further acknowledge that the school teachers and administrator have our confidence that we will honor their judgment about the necessity of such discipline should it be recommended.
0: Wow. Okay, Uh, And that's the book that they give to the kids when they first when they first start. Right.
1: Yeah. The family is the kids you're you're expected to go through and talk about it with your families um, and the student and parent signatures required on things like this.
0: Yeah. So I'm not the I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Um, I have had some college, though. And some of that I don't even understand. I mean, that, that's that's, uh, yeah, um, that goes way past uh, just brainwashing. It it it's, goes into confusion and everything, right?
1: It does, especially when the school might have your parents do it, but maybe they'll pick that one up and you know sign off saying that it's okay because you know we trust you.
0: <laughs> wow! Go ahead and
1: grab the grab the good leather one this time. <laughs> I I make jokes about a serious situation because this is crazy to like explain it to somebody. It's, it's a completely alternative universe. Like you're not going to church to get the belt. You're not going to church to get bullied or picked on. You, You know, you're not in it for that quite the opposite. And they've made that obvious with their faith statement. Everyone's treated good. Everyone is, you know, together. Um, but that's not what was exercised. Not not at all. Unless you were one of the chosen few. <laughs> so, so so they didn't
0: <laughs> practice what they preached, I guess.
1: It, they circumstantially, yes. It it just depended.
0: I mean, it wasn't for everybody.
1: No, not at all. Mm-mm. Like, let's say uh, you and I were in the same classroom together. And you were the, the, the kid on the basketball team who was like the, the popular hotshot. And, um, you had all the friends and your parents were on the, you know, the school board and they were doing, uh, you know, actual preaching ministry and, you know, that kind of high elevated status. Um, and let's say you were open chest punching people on the soccer van to go to school or go to a soccer game. Um, you're the guy punching everyone in the chest. You're the guy who almost bit off another kid's nipple. Now this sounds like a crazy example, but this is a true story, what I'm describing. Um, and you get away with it because of who your parents are. Whereas me, I'll say I'm the kid with the uh, bitten off nipple who took an open chest shot. I'm going to be picked on and shamed for the entire rest of my school career because of how funny it was that this other guy you did to me. That that's how it was determined by anyone in charge.
0: Wow. <clears throat> when you said when when you say. Bit the nipple. The That's a true story? Like, that actually happened? or
1: So, I had grabbed my family's camcorder, and I wish I still had this tape. We got in a lot of trouble for it. My, my father was driving the soccer van to take us to a game in uh, Illinois, against another church, school. And, you know, the usual antics of a bunch of, you know, hormonal teenage dudes in a trip ready for a game, you know, we're all pumped up um one of the one of the popular kids there who is also like six foot four i want to say just this big dude um him and his cohorts would basically do it where in the middle of the van uh the cohorts would hold other people's arms up over the bench seat in this van so that your chest was only exposed in this giant man would sit there and full-on blast you in the chest as hard as he could with a closed fist um the kid who got his nipple bit off um he is and i'm trying to think of the political term uh or the pc term a uh, little little person is that
0: yeah i guess you could say that
1: <laughs> okay so a, a little person um It was his turn, and he was always picked on for being that stature. So now he's being held. I'm recording this entire incident, mind you. Um, Then this big dude goes, lifts up his shirt, puts his teeth on this kid's nipple, and bites it off.
0: Bites it off?
1: Just about.
0: Wow. Um (laughs) okay and and i'm sure he got kicked out for doing that right
1: oh absolutely not no his parents were uh uh preachers um they were very heavily involved and really good friends with the pastors and stuff so um i believe he got he got suspended in school suspension for a couple days um but i don't believe anything else happened from that Um, The parents wanted to press charges, I believe, but um, again, they were told not to take it outside of the church walls, which if that was my kid and that happened, I'm going to do more than go to the authorities. I promise you that. Uh,
0: Yeah, it's going to, yeah, it's going to explode. You're absolutely right. And this is something that you recorded and witnessed yourself. Uh, now, when you were conducting your interviews for your documentary, um, did you run across uh, these parents or, or, or this kid by chance? or
1: I tried to. So out of the 30 some odd people I got to participate, I have um, a quadruple number of rejections. Um, some people... Flat out said, absolutely not. Some people went and questioned why I was doing this. Um, What was the real reason for me asking these questions? Other people were like, you know, that's a long time ago of my life. I I really don't care to revisit it. Um, Other people literally thought and accused me of trying to destroy the legacy of the man who founded the church.
0: Now this church is, uh, is still going on today, right? Yes. So on the, uh, on the, on the 30, 35, uh, folks that you were able to actually get an interview on, are any of them, uh, or a percentage of them still attending this church or no?
1: So of the people that I interviewed, one is the son of the church's founder, um, Mind you, he's, he's incredibly old. I think he's like 70, 80-something now. Um, he still is around the church scene, even though he's a retired pastor now. Um, everybody else either completely fell away from religion, uh, believe something entirely different, or they're totally like agnostic, don't really care about church.
0: Wow. Okay. <clears throat> but they did it one time.
1: Yeah. And it was like, to this day, I could call up any other person that went to Parkway and they can likely tell you um, and conversate in that church's language. Right. Right. Like, it's not just something that we believe and, you know, I'd have to look it up in the Bible again. Like, no, man, you were engraved in your brain with this constant instruction and how you're not living a Christian life or where your shortcomings are or what you could be doing more. Now, granted, there were a lot of positive opportunities within the church. Now, if you take out bullying and cliques and stuff like that, which I believe were amplified given the small nature of it, um, because every school has a bully, you know, you can't
0: escape that. Um, yeah, but, but you been- hardly you hardly hear of the the faculty members locking people up in broom, and doing half, not even a quarter of the things that you know you've described so far. So, it wouldn't be magnified because uh, three four hundred children, but um, not really, man. Not not when it comes to adults doing that. That's just uh I, I you just don't hear hear about that um at least at least i yeah you don't hear about that uh uh a whole lot you know you hear of kids picking on kids, but uh adults uh doing those type of things are just uh just repulsive
1: well it's it's almost inhumane because you're put in a trusted position and you're going to abuse it like that, and to me um there, there is no forgiveness for that. Like, it's not my place to forgive people. Um, I think that's reserved for God. He'll either forgive us or not forgive us.
0: He's the only um, one that can. Yep.
1: That, that's it. I'm not going to provide you your salvation. Like, God will do that. So um, when it comes to other people that I've interviewed, um, it was a, a big deal for some people to even talk about this because in a lot of church circles and groups and belief systems, um, you can't talk about some of these things because everyone's going to find out or there's shame involved or, you know, there, there's some kind of like negative that comes with talking about certain things and come to find out that a lot of people, even outside of my own church, um, um, after seeing the teaser trailer I made for my documentary, um, they came at me and said, excuse me. They said, you know, Tom, I I've actually gone through some pretty similar stuff in a different kind of church. Like that really resonated with me. And the whole purpose of me doing this documentary is because we, as people have all encountered abuse in some fashion. Um, but we're not allowed to talk about it. It's been made to think that it's not okay to be not okay. Um, and I wanted to find out maybe even for my own self at first, you know, if I really was the only one who saw the lens the way I did. So for example, <laughs> when I, when I went to the school, I figured out really, really quick what the game was and the game was popularity and what you can and can't get away with. And I asked my parents several times, like, Hey, you know, I want to go to public school. I don't want to go to the private school no more. Like they make fun of me. I hate it. I'm not making friends. Get me out of here. Um, my parents wouldn't take me out because, you know, maybe it was like a shame factor. You know, they didn't want to bring a kid that couldn't make it with all the other kids i'm not sure why they did it but they made me stay so i took it upon myself to do whatever i could to get kicked out of this church and school i i had to it it was horrible for me so one of the things i got expelled for um because like i mentioned i was expelled three times um that broom closet sometimes it wasn't so bad because they had a tv on a roller cart and if you had a paper clip with you you could watch like ricky lake and jerry during the day if they left that tv in the supply closet so <laughs> you know you could get some kind of entertainment well anyways the tv cart wasn't in there one day and they had drop tile ceiling um across the school so at first i was like you know i bet you i could do a mission impossible and go across inside of this ceiling go to the cafeteria and go steal some milk you know (laughs) do some do some recon and take the prize instead um right next door to this particular storage shed was a or was the math homeroom (laughs) Um, so I lifted up the, the tiles oh and, and I dropped in from hungry. my closet side into my empty desk on the math side. And that was pretty <laughs> awesome.
0: I say that got you, uh, that got some definite attention.
1: <laughs> it did. I mean, everyone was laughing here. Here I come through the ceiling into my empty desk. Like it was, it was hilarious. Um, they kicked me out for that. They didn't want nothing to do with me. And then my parents wanted me to keep going. So I went a third time and it was, it was just a nightmare, dude. It's
0: a, it sounds like it. Yeah.
1: Well, when you're crying for help, how much louder do you have to scream, help me other than doing stupid shit like that to get kicked out of the school? okay? I mean there's there's something to be said for like all right the the behavior has to have a reason, what's the reason? And they didn't care what the reason was, whether it be the school or the parents. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's wow. Okay. Um yeah, so uh <clears throat> sorry, I'm still kind of amazed at all this, uh, to be honest with you. you, you have to kind of understand, uh, I went to a public school, but, um, you know, uh, none, of, none of this stuff. I mean, I've not, I've not seen any of this or heard any of this type of stuff. Uh, I mean, there might've been a little bit of bullying, uh, but, but nothing to this magnitude and, and especially no bullying by adults or the faculty. And then the church that I grew up in that, that I actually go to now, um, there was, you know, it it was always, you know, we practice what you preach, you know, peace and love and stuff. So, um, yeah. So, um, uh, do you want to maybe get into uh, a couple of the, uh, so so you've seen a lot of this, uh, Tom, while you were there, uh, or or heard about it? Did do any of the interviews that you've done stick out to you? like they actually like I'm in kind of awe right now, shock on some of this stuff, did any of them actually shock you? And can you discuss those or?
1: So I can, I can talk about them somewhat. I can give you ideas. The uh,
0: Any names or anything?
1: The aftermath of this, cause I poured my heart and soul into this project for about three straight months. um, And when I was going through that, hearing these stories continually get worse and then a little worse and then a little worse it actually put me on a couple different medication that i'm still currently on today i i had a huge anxiety attack uh hearing all of these things from so many different uh, people like you're you're sitting there and absorbing trauma after trauma after trauma and I thought I was strong enough to like, hold on to it, but it it was tough, man. And that's why the documentary got put on hold because, you know, it did a number on my own mental health for a second time <laughs> in my life. Um, some of the, uh, some of the interviews did stick with me though. Um, pretty vividly. Um, one of which was this girl who was in my class. She ended up going to Parkway uh, a couple of days after she tried to kill herself. Um, you know, this is going to be a good, wholesome environment. Uh, the people who raised her were aware of the church and, you know, let's, let's, let's get her in here. And, you know, this is a good thing. Um, for about five to 10 minutes, her first day at the school, she was accepted and popular. She was a a very pretty girl. Um, but as soon as they saw the scars underneath her sweater, all of that was changed. Her nickname was Marilyn Manson. Um, she was picked on. I saw somebody actually like kick her, uh, a male student, um, in the back of the leg. So she'd trip. Um, I was a part of that as well, actually. Um, she sat in front of me in math class or no, it was, was it math class? It was some class and I'm fighting for my own survival. You know, either you pick on people or you get picked on. Right. So like the bullied ends up becoming the bully out of circumstance and me and her are still friends to this day. Um, and we kind of laugh about it. But back then it was traumatic because she sat in front of me and she had long hair. And you remember that whole thing about cutting hair if you're a woman and stuff like that? Um, right. Well, I actually cut a, a section of her hair off of her head um, right above her neck. Like I, I I clipped some of it. I tapped her on the shoulder and I handed her her hair. Um, she started crying. And that was the first time I got expelled from parkway and i thought if i went that far and that hard that they would be like get him out of here but again that was the first time i got expelled (laughs) so they they didn't even care like the whole rest of that time she got made fun of they wouldn't even let her go correct her hair until after she left like it was it was traumatic um, for her. And she's actually one of my interviewees, and she'll tell you all about it and the various bullying that she went through as well. And that's a that's a woman. It didn't matter if you were a guy or a girl, like it was the same thing. We all went through the same abuses. Um, another story um, goes to talk about how this particular individual's brother was handicapped and he was born that way. And he was punched and uh, hit and picked on constantly by uh, two of the people in his class that went on to become the principal and uh, another pastor. Uh, and, And these are the kind of things that they've done. Like, picking on handicapped kids to that kind of extent? Like, that's disgusting. Uh, Other stories would include um, a couple African-American friends that I have talking about how they were completely and totally uh, given less of an advantage or consideration simply because of their descent. Um, including being called the N-word and other racially derogative names by staff and by peers and students. Um another particular story was you know, this 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 dude's dad was in one of the ministries and friends like everyone knew this guy. He was like Mr. Friendly around the church. Everyone knew him. Um him and his wife got divorced. Same thing happened to them that happened to my parents where all of a sudden you're getting ousted from the church. Now, in doing this, um, I, I believe something had happened to the mother and she wasn't around like that anymore. Um, and this family still owed tuition for the school, but the father had lost his job and they lost their house. So they were essentially in their truck living, and the church wouldn't let the kids go to school there, knowing all of this, mind you, um, until he paid up what he owed before. No offer of like, hey, you know, you're you're going through a time. Let us help you. Um, you know, you're you're homeless. <laughs> like, dude, you're you're homeless. Let's help you. No, pay the tuition or don't come back. And that's the message of love, like that's not that's not that's not what God is, man.
0: Not at all. Compassion or love. love. That's not. Yeah. So we we are are, are, uh, we are closing in on the hour and a half mark. Tom, I would like like to to have you back back. next week. Uh, The reason why is because um, I I don't want our listeners to miss information and uh, study. Over so, so much. much quit listening, or and uh, this, this is so to get out. I'd like, like to invite you to back, back on the next podcast, podcast if you'd like and maybe finish this up.
1: Absolutely, there's still a lot think? of things that we could talk about today. That'd be great. Um, today was kind of um, more negative as far as like information, but there's definitely a lot of positive that can be discuss two and other things so i'd love to yeah
0: absolutely okay so guys you first tom with us next week uh finish up this you can uh listen to this pod uh, spotify apple podcast google uh anchor and uh so many more you guys know i've went through the drill before tom once, once again today uh, uh taking out and, and talking to us and informing us about this and yeah there may be some good things um from that church school uh church and school but uh man the bad definitely outshine any kind of good right i mean uh a- unless you're in the click i i call it uh popular kids or, or what have you um it just sounds like a you know a, a tragic experience and you know you know, can you- shed Next time. Uh, Once again, thank Thank you so much. Uh, And uh, uh, guys, uh, next Friday, Friday, next Friday Friday or Saturday, Saturday, depending depending on uh, schedules. And uh, Tom, have a wonderful day. Always. Always. God bless.